Blog Talk Radio. doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because besides avocado toast, he makes a great rump roast coach, Mike Jones. And today we have a fantastic guest. He is joining us here today at the special time. Andrew Anderson, thank you so much for being with us here. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, buddy. How are you? Doing very well. Now, since today happens to be your first time with us, I'm going to lead you off with the first-timer question. What led to you getting into this crazy business of professional wrestling? Well, I was uh, – it's really a twofold story. Um, when I got out of college, I met a wrestler by the name of uh, Rocky Jones who used to wrestle up in the Pacific Northwest as, um, as Mike Masters. And um, and he wrestled a lot for Don Owen and, and that whole Portland company with Fidel Sierra and Roddy Piper and everybody in the, the late 70s, early 80s. And I met him. He was he was uh, bartending at a bar in Jersey. I met him and I got out of college. And then he led me some di- and pointed me in the right direction. But I didn't follow it. Then some years later, I was bouncing at a bar myself uh, and uh, in 1992. And I, I came across the Metal Maniac, uh, Jeff Miller and Jimmy Snuka. And Jimmy Snuka said to me, he goes, you know, Brother, I want to talk to you. And then from there on, it was wrestling history. I got in the business. Jimmy trained me on the job training, and uh, I, I, I made my pro debut in 1992. And, you know, and then on and off. And I didn't, really didn't do really much with it the first few years. But when I finally really did come through, you know, I mean, it took it to a whole new level. Um, tried my hand uh, getting into the power plant, uh, doing dark matches here and there for everybody. But, you know, it, it just – it's been more of the Indies have been my thing, and I've become like a, an, a monster on the Indies for the past 27 years, well, 26. Now, getting uh, your foot in the door from guys like Jimmy Snuka and the Metal Maniac, yep. they were independent mainstays. Did they sort of advise you to stay independent, or was that just something that no. on your no, own no. you felt was a better fit? Boris Zukov sort of retired. Nikolai Volkov needed a tag team partner. So they called me in to do the Russian gimmick. So my first gimmick was the Siberian Tiger, and I was teaming with Nikolai all across the country. So that was pretty fucking cool, you know, to get thrown in with, with, with a legend like him and learn the ropes of Nikolai. That was how I really, you know, cut my teeth in the business as a tag team partner for, for, for somebody like Nikolai, who was, you know, for years, you know, he's one of the Mongols and then teamed with, uh, with Shiki and was a World Wrestling Federation tag team champion. And, you know, 
um, that was pretty freaking cool. That was a big deal for me, you know. So. And Nikolai Volkov, in addition to being a legendary wrestler in the ring, had the reputation of being one of the nicest individuals out of the ring. Uh, did you learn a lot from Nikolai both in and out of the ring, how to conduct yourself not only Nikolai, in the ring Nikolai, but out of the ring as well? Yes, absolutely. Nikolai was a great guy. He was very, 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 very anti-substance um, abuse and he was a vegetarian, and he, he he tried to instill all the good things in life. Unfortunately, I didn't I didn't take his uh I didn't I didn't take his um his way of life so much like uh like he wanted me to. But he always wanted me to try to be that clean cut kid, you know, which was which was really nice, you know. I mean, he always had um, high aspirations for me, which was cool, you know. So, you know, Nikolai was a was a really good mentor and a really good friend. To the day he died, he was a really close friend of mine. And I love love and cherish all the moments I spent with Nikolai just as just as much as I love and cherish all the moments I I spent with Jimmy Snooker. Now, as someone that has traveled all over the map for professional wrestling, you've been to a lot of places, and as we know, wrestling rings can be fit into all types of venues and promoters will run a show there at this point what would you say has been the strangest place where you've ever been on a wrestling show uh the strangest place was in a fucking tiny hole in the wall mexican restaurant with coach mike jones against uh um uh, uh ron von hess and somebody else in um I think it was in Washington. That was the most bizarre thing. I was actually getting changed behind a cold cut counter, um, a deli counter, and a place called La Poblanita or something like that. That was definitely, that was definitely, I said, yeah, I knew I made it big time when I was there, you know? <laughs> a lot of great talent passed through Bremerton, Washington behind that cold cut case. Believe it or not. That. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. I just said this is definitely a strange, uh, strange place to, to to get changed to, to to wrestle in. It was different for me, but I had fun. I actually made a lot of money. I think I made more money in eight by tens than they made at the gate that night. Could very well be for sure. So it was pretty um, funny. I mean, more more money for my pictures than the tickets were being sold for, which was I was like, they were like, "Are hey, you charging how much?" I said, yeah, I'm charging this much. And they were like, well, you're not going to get it. And I got it. And it was pretty funny. I mean, that was that was just one of the funny. That was just a little funny experience. I'm not knocking them or nothing like that. It was just different. You know, it wasn't something I was used to, you know. I completely understand. It took a few shows to kind of get accustomed to that for me. So, now, But it was cool, you know. On the flip side of that question, what has been your favorite venue where you've gotten to compete? Oh, my favorite venue was the Pepsi Center in Amherst, New York. I had a memorable match there with uh, with uh, King Kong Bundy um, in uh, I think it was it had to be in 1999. I think it was 1998 or 99. I had a really great match with another good friend of mine, the late Chris Palace, Chris Chris Bundy, King Kong Bundy. Um, had a lot of fun working with him and. You know, I mean, he did everything from – he even let me body slam him that night, you know, which was amazing because Chris didn't really take that many bumps at that point in his career. 
you know, and he uh, let me pick him up and slam him, and that was pretty pretty freaking amazing, you know. So, I mean, it was a good time. That's how I knew Chris liked me because Chris always always used to say to me, he goes, he goes, Anderson, um, he goes, uh, you're one of the one of the good guys, buddy, and he always always was really nice to me, and I I was. I always appreciated my time with Chris because mm-hmm. Chris had a reputation of grouchy and and difficult sometimes, but with me, he never was. He was a he was a great guy, and I, and I always loved Bundy. So something I will I'll always cherish, and that's to God's honest truth. Good guy, really good guy. And one of the last times that you and I were in the same place at the same time was at WrestleCon, and of course that being the big. Uh, fan convention during Wrestlemania week and uh, we were able to see each other at a couple of different WrestleCons. Do you like doing the convention circuit where you aren't necessarily wrestling but you're more spending time with fans, signing autographs, selling merchandise and that type of thing? I listen, I love love wrestling and I love all the aspects of it. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, Meeting meeting people and and I always you know not everybody knows who Andrew Anderson is everywhere all over the country I mean I can't expect because I'm I'm not working for the for the WWE and I'm not working for AEW so I'm not exactly a household name but going or doing st- stuff like that and being on TV shows like Gotham and and uh, Sneaky Pete and other shows like that and these people recognize you from not only from wrestling but from being on on the various TV programs that I've done. And uh, I've always come up with the, with the old saying that if you don't know who I am, by the time, by the t- eventually, by the time you meet me, you will know who I am, and you will, you know, it's it's just it's networking. It's all about networking, and that's how you make money in this business, and that's how you stay. That's how the longevity, um, you stay you stay alive in this business because of networking. That's what I've always said from day one. That's one thing that that um, Kevin Sullivan and Greg the Hammer Valentine have always, and Brutus Beefcake especially have always instilled on me. You make money through networking. You make money by your personality. You can't be addicted to people because those people that you're addicted to on the way up, you're going to be running into them eventually on the way down. And that's, you don't, you don't want to do that. That is very accurate. Now, when you go out on the road, obviously you've been doing this long enough. You have it pretty well down. But what advice would you give as far as traveling tips for young wrestlers out there just starting that are doing their first road trips? Pack, pack extra underwear. <laughs> pack extra underwear. Don't don't travel light. Always make sure you don't have any any um, any um, uh, any sharp things or objects in your uh, in your your, your carry-ons because you. You know, I I went one time and I was carrying one of the the, the golden spikes through uh through customs and they um they fucking turned around and they were like you got a deadly weapon in there and I was like whoa what the hell I used it as a prop but they took it from me. I can so. definitely see customs thinking it was a deadly weapon for sure. Well, at this point, Coach Mike has questions for you, and so I am going to pass things over to the coach with the most. Well, I hope I have answers for the coach. Hey, Andrew, good to have you on. Uh, we've been waiting to have coach, you on for a long time. What's going on, Coach? How you been? 
Doing good. I'm proud and honored to have you as a member of the Real School Army. We've been all over kicking ass and taking names and uh, looking forward to having some more uh, action coming up. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you know, I'm still waiting for uh, for that phone call. Me and Kevin keep hearing we're going to be up in Seattle again, be in Seattle again. I don't know what happened, but we haven't seen you for a while, so. Yeah, and then uh, it's nice to have uh, – yeah, exactly. Having T- Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan as mentors for yourself and myself, uh, shit, I couldn't ask for more. Oh, yeah. Kevin's a lot of fun. I was just with him my last uh, – we were just with each other a few weeks ago in, uh, uh, I want to say not a few weeks ago, but uh, January 22nd, we were in uh, in Texas together for uh, world-class championship wrestling. So that was a lot of fun, you know. It's always, always a good time with Kev, you know. Yeah, and then uh, you guys have uh, started up the Dungeon of Doom again. Can you tell people about it? Yeah, but, uh, Kevin and I have been running running – you know, running this through our heads for a while. You know, him and I run together all the time, and and uh, you know, it's it's always been like Kevin's managed me, Kevin's at the show. But we were like, what? Somebody somebody came to us and said, he goes, what does an Andrew Anderson become the new Purple Haze? And sure enough, Kevin called up Mark Lewin, and Mark Lewin, you know, approved. And, and you know, I met him a few times at the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame when it was in Amsterdam, New York. And so Mark knew who I was and everything. So we were aware, even though he lives in Singapore. He was really very receptive to it, and he actually sent me uh, his robes, and I have I have his robes, and uh, and I came out and did the purple haze, you know, and with Kevin, and we, we started fucking around with it, and uh, eventually it it, it kind of clicked, and uh, and we wound up doing the the whole gimmick, and it it brought new life back to uh to Kevin and to uh and to myself. It was a different take on a a new angle of resuscitating a different angle with uh. The Dungeon of Doom and uh, a new character for myself. I mean, uh, I'm still Andrew Anderson, just like uh, Mark Lewin was always Maniac Mark Lewin, but he was always Maniac Mark Lewin, the Purple Haze. You know, so they yeah. always called him. I remember them announcing him always. It's always Maniac Mark Lewin, but he was just the Purple Haze Maniac Mark Lewin. So nice. And what do you got coming up? Um, uh, coming up. Uh, I have a show in uh, Richfield Park, New Jersey, uh, on Friday for East Coast Pro Wrestling, Adrenaline TV taping. That's a small little show. I'm going to see uh, 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 backstage. I'm going to be uh, 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 this Thursday night at the Prudential Center uh, backstage to meet the band Ghost, uh, guests of uh, my buddy John Astronomy. We're, uh, we're, we got VIP for the band Ghost and Volby. We're going to be there on Thursday. Friday, I wrestle for East Coast Pro Wrestling in Richfield Park, New Jersey. Saturday, I have an appearance at Bar One in New Jersey for uh, uh, a fundraiser to raise money for uh, a, a young dog that's gone blind, um, a puppy that's gone blind. And uh, then on uh, on Sunday, I am uh, a guest of Carrie Silken, the former owner of Ring of Honor, to go see uh, uh, 50th anniversary of Jethro Tull, uh, a brunch with uh, with uh, the Jethro Tull performing. Uh, the out, full album of Aqualung, and that's in Pennsylvania. And then on uh, Wednesday of next week, a week from today, I fly out to the U.K. for from the 16th to the 21st to do uh, some shows for uh, World Pro Wrestling. Um, and I'm wrestling one of the legends of, uh, of British wrestling, uh, uh, James Mason. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, he's a, a, an NXT uh, WWE British NXT guy um, who's been there training a lot of the NXT people. So 
that should be really cool in and of itself. And then uh, myself, Tajiri, and uh, a couple of the wrestlers are going uh, are going over there from the from the United States and Japan. Um, then when I come back from there, uh, I, I come back in and I go to Florida Championship Wrestling, Championship Wrestling from Florida, CWF. I wrestled for um, uh, for them on the 26th. And uh, I have an appearance on the 25th and then and in Florida, uh, signing. And then the 26th, uh, I wrestle for them. And that's in Waimama, um, Florida. And um, then from there, I guess I go back to uh, uh, March 2nd to the 5th. I'm bodyguarding for Ace Fraley for Kiss for his, uh, his upcoming tours and uh, a bunch of shows. And... Uh, um, March 2nd to the 5th, and then uh, uh, I come back from there, and uh, which is a lot of fun because Ace asked me to go on tour with him because he's one of my best friends, and his security, chief of security, his personal bodyguard had back surgery, so I'm just temporarily run, stepping in to take care of my buddy because we trust each other. You know, he's, he's family. And uh, and then from there, you know, I got a bunch of other stuff going on. I mean, I, I'm with a Wrestle, WrestleMania weekend. I'm working for World Class Championship Wrestling in, in, uh, in, at the Southern Junction in Texas. I'm also going to be at WrestleCon in Dallas um, with Kevin Sullivan also. And uh, also um, we're going to be at uh, uh, World Class on March 19th uh, uh, at the Southern Junction, Southern Junction, Texas. So uh, it's pretty full schedule, you know. I mean, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, it, it's, it just never ends, you know. It seems like slows down then it picks up then it slows down then it picks up i also have the podcast uh that we film every week uh we film an episode or two every week in the dungeon with myself and kevin sullivan for uh with with maddie rock for the monty and the pharaoh show uh for their 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 uh, youtube platform so and uh hopefully um hopefully a mutual friend of ours mustang michael booked me eventually for to come back to louisiana because i miss my louisiana family yeah, and I'm looking forward to being on your show sometime soon. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Coming up soon, uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, I talked to Mike Monty and them, and they said they'd love to have you be a guest on the show. So Nice. And then uh, another thing, it was an honor that uh, my my uh, girl made Kevin Sullivan his purple robe. It's nice that the same colors as, as you got. And uh, it was oh, wow. an honor to have yeah. – uh, a lot similar to the original robe. Yeah, and uh, Kevin was able to get uh, put have the robe put in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, and it was nice that oh, wow. World Class got the, got the robe back for him, so he was able to wear it at World Class. Yeah, that was pretty cool, right? That was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. That was Craig Massey. Craig Massey got it, so he was able to wear it at World Class. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that was nice. And then uh, – yeah. Other things people don't know, you, you've had an impressive career. You uh, got to do a Doritos commercial, Skittles commercial, and have a good part in the in the movie The Wrestler. Can you tell us about yes, those? Oh, well, it was a lot of fun to do the movie The Wrestler. was a lot of fun. Um, you know, uh, that was with Mickey Rourke, obviously, and uh, that, was a, that was a good time in and of itself. I mean, that was an honor to be cast by Darren Aronofsky to do that. That was a nice role, and you know that that took care of me for a while. I mean, that put me back on the map as far as um, as far as getting like like bigger movie parts. I went to do a the Skittles, Doritos commercials, uh, Culver's pharmaceutical commercials. Um, geez, wow, Bud Light commercial. Um, 
actually was a Budweiser commercial uh, with the Clydesdales. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was really cool. I mean, jeez, uh, I mean, I, I could go on and on about the shit, the commercials and stuff and the endorsements are really cool. And the cool thing about that is that it's still, um, it still pays royalties and residuals. So that that's the only good thing. So during the pandemic, I was able to, to put food on my table when I wasn't wrestling and I wasn't doing appearances. Um, I was able to, to, to survive because of, uh, because of the, the acting career and all that stuff. So that was really cool. So, and uh, I actually wound up getting, uh, Vince McMahon bought a lot of indie companies catalogs. So I actually wound up getting some checks from, uh, from the WWE for that, which was pretty cool. So for some of the back catalogs of some of the indie companies that I worked for, but it's nothing, nothing major. You know what I'm saying? It was, they, they used my likeness. So it was pretty cool. But other than that, I mean, everything else is cool. I mean, I got an action figure coming out soon. Um, I got a book coming out called It's Really Not My Fault, which was delayed by COVID. And my, my original author and friend, uh, Nick Casella, who I love dearly, passed away five years ago. And when he passed away, um, that kind of uh, put a damper on the book. So because I had to forensically get back like the first 14, uh, 14 chapters that we really put into it. And, uh, you know, now we can work on it, continue with uh, – the rest, I didn't want to have to rehash all that old stuff, to my, my grown-up, my family life, my parents passing away, and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, you know, and uh, I'm currently writing a book. I started on doing one about my mom who had muscular dystrophy, but I hired a, a publishing coach and a mentor, Patrick Snow, who's been a best-selling author, sold a million books in 100 countries and five languages. He's at patricksnow.com. Wow. I, I definitely check him out. Um, wow, that's cool. But he, he suggested that I do the story about myself and my mom. So I thought, hey, that's cool, two birds with one stone. <laughs> hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do, man. Tell your story. Get it out there, coach. You know, you live kind of a interesting life. I mean, you travel a lot to Korea, which is pretty cool, you know. You know. Yeah, that's, definitely. That's somewhere I've always wanted to, to, like, to like visit myself. That's pretty cool, so. Yeah, I'm looking to bring something over there one day. Uh, I, I had a chance to get something going at the for the 8th Army over there, but then COVID hit and it, like, put it on the back burner. So wow. hopefully things will die down on the COVID thing and we'll be able to get that going again. That'd be really cool. I'd love to bring bring you and Kevin over there and Stefan Bonner and a few other people. Well, uh, what's what's going on? Are you running any shows coming up in the in the near future? Uh, we're working on doing one show right now, one for uh, Sonny O'Mara. He was a wrestler around here who was uh, – he ended up getting a, having a stroke years back and made it where he couldn't talk, but he ended up – he recovered from that and was able to continue wrestling. And then wow. he ended up dying – he died a few weeks back from an, another stroke. So we're hoping to do a tribute show for him coming up. Uh with world underground wrestling and uh, people like that. Uh, and then also it's, it's impressive that, you know, a lot of rock stars like from kiss blue oyster Colt, just yeah, to name a few. Have, have you ever done any, have you ever done any rock and wrestling with them? Um, actually I've, um, I've co-wrote some songs with Ace Frehley on his, uh, when he was working on his, on his new album, I did some work with him. I've, I've done some vocals on a lot of different albums and stuff like that. I did a lot of gangy vocals on 
on other albums and a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, I'm I'm trying to really branch out, and uh, I've never been one to to sit on my laurels and say, you know, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do, and I'm just say, just going to be a wrestler, and I'm just going to get body slammed for the rest of my life, and this is where I'm at. I, no, you know what? When I when I was a kid, I wanted to be either a rock star or I wanted to be a a, a, a superhero. And if I was running around playing vigilante as a superhero running around in my underwear, I'd probably get arrested somewhere. So uh, I want to try to become a rock star. And when that, it just fizzled out, you know what I'm saying, at the time that, that it, I was in a metal band and, you know, you people from Seattle, Washington got all that grunge shit in at the time, you know, which I loved, but it kind of killed the hair metal stuff. So I went into pro wrestling by a fluke. And uh, it was actually, I was bouncing at a metal bar back then when uh, when I got discovered. So by um by maniac and, and snooker which is pretty cool you know yeah definitely so so no uh actual rock and wrestling shows with ace or blue oyster cult yet nothing yet eric bloom from blue oyster cult has in fact managed me on on shows in the past when we were doing shows in uh in in brooklyn queens and and in uh stuff like that he comes out as my as my second so it, it, he's always been there had my back eric bloom the singer for Blue Oyster Cult, he's a, and a guitar player, and, you know, he's a really good guy, really good friend, and he's been really, you know, there for me for a lot of stuff, and, you know, I mean, we, we speak regularly, uh, um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's just a good friend, all-around great guy, good friend, and, you know, it's cool to have friends like that, and uh, um, I just, I was actually on, on the phone last night with, uh, speaking to Ted Pauly from, uh, Ted Pauly, the singer for, uh, for, um, um, He's like the Danger Danger and a couple other bands. I was on the phone with him last night. He's actually on tour with Ace. Um, they're actually going on tour together. Um, uh, he's doing, uh, what, what's the name of the freaking, uh, uh, the buildings, the venues that we're at. I can't remember the name of the venues. Damn it. Um, uh, he plays in Tokyo Motor Fist. So, and uh, um, they're, they're playing on March 5th, 5th at the Chance Theater in, uh, in, uh, upstate New York, and then they're playing again in Harrisburg, PA, at the, the what's the name of the venue? I can't think of the name of the venue. It's called the, uh, the, Capitol, the Capitol Building or the Capitol Place, Capitol House. And then, again, they're playing at another venue, too, in, uh, in uh, Long Island. So it's pretty cool, you know, to have friends like that, rock, rock star friends. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. You know, it really is cool. Yeah, that's impressive. And, uh, yeah, I've been a local roadie here in Washington. I was for ten years, and I've actually seen seven hundred over seven hundred shows. I was able to work with uh, Blue Oyster Cold a couple times, setting up their shows and even being a spotlight for them. But I haven't got to see Ace yet. Wow, never got to see Ace, huh? Not yet. dinner with him and his excuse me. And, yeah. uh, I had dinner with him and his family on Saturday. Well, actually, I did get to see Ace at the Psycho uh, Circus Tour with Ted Nugent in Skid Row in the Gorge. He was okay. with the original Kiss with, uh, with yep. during uh, one of their farewell tours with the original that Kiss. 19- Man, that show was... 98. Yeah, it was like 99 or 2000, yeah. That was the last... That was uh, 2000 was the last of the original last time the original Kiss played together. And, uh, Peter, yeah, and Peter that- left by Eric Singer and then then Eric Singer, then um, then uh, uh, Ace left and was replaced by Tommy Thayer, and Peter came back, and 
and it was just like a back and forth thing for a little bit there. But uh, the last time the original Ace hasn't played with them since 2000, I think. So yeah, and that was years. definitely a definitely a battle of the bands with Ted Nugent and them. Ted was off the rocker, amazing. That was the first time I seen him, and then uh, it was just unbelievable. Does not describe it, you know. Yeah, Ted Nugent's a great guy too. I mean, I, a lot of people don't uh, don't like his political views, but you know what? I love his political views. I, I agree with him on a lot of aspects, especially now since we're so close to going to war with the U- with uh, with Russia over the Ukraine and China is involved, and it's just a scary situation that the world's become. You know, I mean, I, I not to get political, but you know what? I mean, I know you live in Seattle and it's a liberal liberal state of Washington area, but you know what? All I got to say is this, and people can love me or hate me, but, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, China wants to grab um, um, Taiwan. Um, China wants, wants to take Taiwan. Uh, Russia wants to take the Ukraine. And what does Joe Biden want to do? He wants to take a nap. Oh, yeah. Hey, pretty New sad. York's pretty, pretty liberal. Sad. New York's pretty liberal too, right? Yeah, New York has got their uh, their uh, their snowflakes over here too, you know. So it is what it is. I mean, I'm not I'm not I, di- I didn't agree with the previous administration. Not saying that I, I agreed with them or anything. I didn't. I had a lot of conflict there myself too. But it was, when you when when the world's in a situation like it is now, and you look at this, who's going to defend us? Would you rather have Grandpa Joe with the freaking his eyes half open and uh, and Kamala behind him running around freaking uh, probably going on her knees blowing people, you know? Yeah, the king of Connecticut really, the king of Connecticut really likes Kamala. I think he's tapped that shit. Yeah, I think the, I think the king of king king of uh, Connecticut really, uh, he's got a lot more to say politically than I do. You got to get him rolling. I mean, I'm, I don't like certain people. I just don't like certain, you know, whatever. It is what it is, you know. So. <laughs> yeah. But okay. I'm just disappointed. So, hey. I'm disappointed in the country. You know, it was nice to hear that you got to work with uh, Nikolai Volkov. We're uh, honored that we've had him in the NGW Green Room when I got to be on a show with him at Heroes and Legends. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it was nice that I got to meet him and do uh, have him in the green room. So wow. who are some of your uh, cool, he- heroes growing up? My heroes growing up, well, you know, my heroes growing up were, I, I loved Don Morocco. I loved uh, Mark Lewin. I loved Kevin Sullivan. So, to be working with, to be, have, have worked with Don Morocco before it was great. To have, to have obviously to be on a regular basis with Kevin Sullivan is just great. Um, um, God, Ric Flair, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, jeez, uh, Bruiser Brody, uh, the Road Warriors. Um, those are all guys that I hardly race. Guys that that that, and you just superstar Billy Graham. You know, I mean, uh, wow, just uh, Brian Blair and. And Jim Brunzel, watching him as Killer Bees was always thrilling. And uh, Cowboy Bob Wharton, the technician. I mean, I mean, it was just, it was just a, a the, the late seventies to the early eighties was just to me the best time of wrestling. And then when the nineties came, you had a whole different breed of wrestling, but it was still just so impactful. You had guys like Steve Austin and and uh, Shawn Michaels come into his own, and and uh, you know Triple H, and you know so you so there's a lot of different generations. But yeah, the the early age guys that I that I really grew up watching, like like Dusty Rhodes, Superstar Graham, you know Don Morocco, Terry Funk, Dory Funk, Bruiser Brody, Harley Race. Um, that to me that was that was uh, Ric Flair, that, and uh, that was wrestling. I mean, 
I mean, that was just to me, that was great. The Rock and Roll Express, probably the greatest tag team of all time. Um, of course, the Von Erichs, who, who I'd be amiss if I didn't say I didn't watch the Von Erichs religiously. So, but uh, Larry Zabisco, and uh, everybody loved Andre, you know. I mean, Killer Khan, Andre the Giant, one of my favorite feuds growing up. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good, good time, you know, uh, to, be a, to be a wrestling fan back then. And I guess it's a great time to be a wrestling fan now because you have so much variety to choose from. But there's really no one old school product, which was why the company I worked for in the past, FWE Fury, was such a great company because, I mean, they were old school, hard-hitting action. Remind, r- remind me of the old world-class championship wrestling days, which is what world-class wrestling revolution is bringing back with Jerry Bostic and James Beard and Eric Embry and Kevin Sullivan. I mean, they're bringing that kind of uh, atmosphere back, which is why I love working in Texas, Texas wrestling. And uh, then you have Ronnie Max, Dog Pound, and, you know, doing great things there in Texas and, you know, just with, with Teddy Long and everybody. So it's, it's, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan, especially if you live in the Texas area. So. Definitely. And then uh, what an honor, blessing, and dream come true that you got to work with a lot of your heroes. Absolutely. 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 I'll never forget one of my first matches, Jimmy Snooker. I wrestled Jimmy Snooker, and Jimmy said, brother, just go with the flow. And I went with the flow, and I was still shaking like a leaf when he hit me with the double chop. Uh, he told me not to bump because I was too big, but he hit me with the double chop. I took a bump. And he pulls me up and picks <laughs> me up slams me. He took me up and said, I told you no bump. And he took me up slammed me. <laughs> and uh, then he hit me off with a, with a splash off the second rope at the time. I don't think he wanted to go off the top because he was afraid I might, might like, flip out or something. But I, it, was, it was beautiful. It didn't feel a damn thing. Didn't feel a damn thing. Now, Bundy, so who was- King Kong Bundy hit me with that splash, the running splash. That was like, poof. It hit me with the one-two. Oh. hit me with the splash corner. I'd come out, stealth to the middle, take the bump. Boom, and then hit me with the splash and do the five count. Now, when he hit me with that splash, boom, that was great. And I just, I'll just i never forget when he said to me, I'm working Chris Bundy at the Pepsi Center in uh, for um, uh, um, a promotion called uh, uh, Legends of Wrestling up in, uh, in, in Amherst, New York, the Pepsi, the Pepsi Center. And uh, Bundy shot me off in the corner and gives me the running splash. I hit the buckle. He says, go to the middle. And the crowd was so hot behind us, he was supposed to pin me right then and there. He said to me, move. And I moved. I moved out of the way to splash. And he, and he said, get me in a chin lock. And I held him in the chin lock a little more. And uh, and then, you know, he came up and broke the chin lock. And I, I raked his eyes. And he said, slam me. And I was like, wow. And I picked him up and I slammed Bundy, man. And he took the, he, sl- he let me slam him. And, and then I went, hit hit him with an elbow and I went for the splash he kicked out and then we did the same spot take it home and it was great he hit me with the corner with the splash shot me off of the second corner hit me with a splash and then when I came out he hit me with this big splash hit me with a five count which is great it was an honor that he sold for me to me was like amazing it was amazing that was probably one of my high points in my career back then that was that was 21 years ago or yeah that was 21 years ago 22 and then another big match in my career was that the Jimmy Snooker birthday bash in 2011, I wrestled against uh, Crowbar, and I just remember everyone from Mick Foley to to um, to uh, uh, who else was that? Mick Foley. Uh, God, I can't. I'm, I, I I just remember a Bill After was hosting the event. Um, uh, Jimmy Snooker's son um, uh, as as partner, Deuce and you know they were Deuce and Domino. They were there. Um, Cliff Compton and a honky tonk man and everybody and they came over they were like that was a great match you know and we killed it we did like ladders and 
chairs and tables. And back when I could do stuff like ladders and stuff, and Green Crowbar killed it, I just remember walking over, and Brutus Beefcake looks at me and goes, you did too much. And then I walked over, and Mick Foley goes, you guys had the match of the night. And I was like, I was very appreciative to that. That was really a great a great thing for me, you know. So, I mean, that was pretty cool that he said that to me. Uh, and that was nice. Rick Fuller was there. Yeah, that was one of that was my probably my favorite match. That and the cage match, cage match I did with uh with um with Crowbar was a lot of fun too. Yeah, that wasn't that was just a few years ago. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Crowbar hit me with a uh he did the the splash off the top rope, put me through the table. That was great. It was good time. Good time. Yeah. Leg drop. Leg and then uh to the cage that put me through a table. Damn. Yeah, and, and course, it was an I, honor to work. Go ahead. It was, a, it, it, no, I, I'll wait. I, I, I'm no, I'm no stranger to diving off cages. I don't know if you've seen my famous cage dives all over the place. I did them all the way from, oh, yeah. from California to, to New Jersey, from Arizona to freaking to, uh, to Chicago. When we did a couple of tours, cage tours, the rage in the cage tours. So a small indie company a few years back with Legends or uh, Legends of Wrestling Company. Yeah, that and one of wild. my most impressed, one of my most uh, memorable matches involved you, where I got to have the Real School Army sign up with Mean and Lean, you and uh, Mustang Mike. We had yep. Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan and Nyla Kennedy in our uh, corner, where we got the victory over Sam Houston. Chaz and Iron Horse at uh, Cauliflower Alley for Bill, Billy Blades promotion, and yep. man, that was a that was a barn burner. And then I see you're still out there feuding with Sam. Yeah, I got a match coming up with Sam on March 12th up in Chickalosa, uh, Ohio. I think that's how you say Chickalini. I don't know what it is Chickalosa, Ohio for um, for, for um, um, Bobby Fulton's company. Um, uh, world big time wrestling, so that should be a lot of fun, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm working with Sam Houston that night too. Sam Houston's facing Sam Houston's taking on not only me this time, he's taking on Kevin Sullivan in my corner. So sweet. Yeah, and then so hey, who's some of your... Go ahead. Go. No, what are you going to uh, who's some of, Who's some more of your uh, favorite guys to work with? Um. God, I love teaming with Mustang Mike. I love uh, teaming with Mustang. I just one of mine. Uh, as Mean and Lean, I love teaming with the newest. My first time I teamed with him, Ivan Warsaw, as part of the new Dungeon of Doom. We just teamed in uh, on January 22nd in uh, in in uh, World Class. We raised all sorts of hell over there. A great match. We clicked really well. I liked working with him. Rick Fuller is probably my favorite tag team partner of all time. Uh, me and him, we used to have, have a lot of fun. Me and him, they compared us to a young Brody and Hanson. Uh, you know, he was six 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 nine six six eight six nine, so a big big dude. And uh, you know, I mean, I, I have a lot of a lot of great tag team partners over the years. And uh, you know, good times. I, a kid, young kid Tim Theory out of Jersey. I love I love teaming with him, bringing helping him break him in. I also love teaming. I love most, some of my favorite opponents, Alpha Junior. Uh, from the Samoan dynasty, I love working with Alpha Junior. I love working with Crowbar. God, I love working with uh, Mario Bakaran, formerly known as Mo Sexy. Uh, great guy. Um, you, you know, a lot of indie guys you probably never heard of. Ace Darling, an indie legend, was one of the greatest of all time. I love working with him. 
Um, I loved working with Snuka, obviously. I learned a lot through him. Um, Worked with uh, guys like uh, the Barbarians, uh, Powers of Pain. Worked with Road Warrior Animal. And, and, uh, God, the list could go on and on. I mean, all the legends I worked with, you know, uh, Psycho Sid, um, Big Bully Busick, um, the late Big Bully Busick. Um, Jeez. The one guy I never worked with, I always wanted to work with Bob Backlund. And he looks like he could still oh, yeah. go. He's still in shape. I would love to work Backlund someday before he retires officially, or I retire officially. I don't know. He'll probably still be going even when I retire. But that would have been a been a lot of fun. So. Yeah, definitely. And we want to give a shout out to another one of the most impressive wrestlers out there, a member of the Real School Army, former world champion Tokyo Monster. Oh, I love the Tokyo Monster. Him and I, him and I are good friends, and I love working with him. I love teaming with him, and I love hanging with him. Really good guy, really good friend. I, I just seen him at Gangrel's wedding in uh, in Fort Lauderdale in Hollywood, Florida, um, this past a week ago today. Uh, Gangrel tied the knot to Susan Nelson. A shout out to Gangrel and Susan. Happy uh, happy one one week anniversary of your nuptials. I love you guys, and God bless you. And I hope you. You guys are good to each other and have a live a long and happy life and marriage. And I love Gangrel and Dave's a good friend of mine. And you know, it was a good time seeing him and uh, Miro, aka Rusev, and uh, Sin Bodhi and a bunch of other people over there. So it was a really good time. So, but yeah, it was nice that I, I seen three real school army members in the same picture. You, Sin Bodhi, and Tokyo. I was like, nice. Good, good time. Good time. Well, coach, it was yeah, great so- talking to you guys. So you you got to go or what? Uh, I thought Kevin really was supposed to call. Ah. I guess Kevin Kevin's not calling. Call in. He said he was, and then I got a few more questions if you got some more time. Okay, so who's some – I thought time was almost up. No, we go an hour. Hours – you can actually go two hours, but an hour is the live show. So we got we always make sure that you plug yourself and uh, what – Promote anything you want before the hour's up, but yeah, we got another fifteen minutes at least. But okay. Anyway, Sue, so who 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 was some of your most toughest opponents? Oh, definitely the Barbarian. Definitely the Barbarian. Toughest guy I ever got in the ring was definitely the Barbarian. I mean, uh, really talented opponents that I worked with was Danny Doring from ECW. Danny was just amazing. I think I had his first match when he left ECW. Went on the Indies. Um. I had uh, his first match on the Indies, and he was like, he was so used to ECW, all of a sudden he came on the Indies, and he was great. He was great to work with. He's a nice guy, still friends with him. Uh, um, Danny Thoring is definitely great to work with. Uh, oh, God, the list goes on and on. I mean, shit, I can't I can't tell you. Um, you know, you're talking about almost almost 26 years, 27 years of, of, of opponents. So... Um, I, I liked um, I liked working with a lot of the veterans. You know, what I'm saying they taught me how to do stuff. You know, they taught me how to work, how to pace myself. Um, and Greg the Hammer Valentine was always fun. So I'm eating my first meal of the day. By the way, it's um, almost four o'clock my time. I'm, I dropped sixty eight pounds intermittent fasting. So, Sweet. So how many times a week do you fast? Seven days, baby. Seven days in a row? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. That should be hard for... Okay. And then uh, 
who who were some of your most hated opponents in wrestling? Like my most hated? Yeah, maybe not on an actual level, but you know, as in in wrestling. Oh God, I have to say, without a doubt, probably um, Warlord and Barbarian. All right, cool. What was it like yeah, wrestling Psycho Kid? Me had some great matches with Warlord and the Barbarian. Um, God, um, a lot of great opponents. Someone said most hated, but we had I had some really tough feuds with a lot of guys. Somehow I always pulled it off, you know. Yeah, and uh, just like at Cauliflower Alley at the end of the match, where uh, things got out of hand and you had to put. Uh, Sam Houston to sleep. That was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. I put him in a sleeper. I put him in a sleeper. The Singapore, <laughs> the Singapore sleeper. No, the Shanghai sleeper. The Shanghai sleeper. That was a good nice. time. So. All right. So, but, so uh, what schools uh, would you recommend people? Uh, what, what, I couldn't hear you. What, what, what happened? What wrestling schools would you recommend? Well, I, I, I went to East Coast Professional Wrestling School in Lake Hiawatha, New Jersey. There's also some other great places to go to. There's um, um, CCW, Coastal Championship Wrestling in Florida. Uh, it's trained by Gangrel, Dave Heath. Knox Pro in California, trained by, um, by, uh, by, by uh, Rikishi. Then there's uh, Sin Bodhi in Vegas, teaching people in Vegas in his school. Um, and Sin Bodhi's an amazing teacher. I mean, he he's a, literally such a wealth of knowledge. Just it, it's always a pleasure having a conversation with him. He's a great guy. Nick's a great guy. Um, you also have the Monster Factory by Danny Cage down in South Jersey. Uh, shit, I mean, a Battlefield. I think it's Battleground or Battlefield um, Performance Center in Pennsylvania, run by Alpha Junior. So uh, there's a lot of places. There's a lot of a lot of reputable teachers and a lot of great guys um, that you can learn from. I mean, it's just you know it's it's, it's you know um, ability is what you're capable of doing, but you know um, motivation is what pushes you, and uh, determination means you want to get it done. So you know if you can use those things, you get anything done in the business. So well, guys, Definitely. we have. Uh, We've been waiting for Kevin Sullivan has joined us. Yeah, hey, I was Kevin. doing my I was doing my own podcast, so sorry about that. Uh, I'm sure Andrew has told you how well he's doing, and uh, he's done an amazing job as the new Purple Haze. And uh, anybody that really wants to bring in a guy that draws money. They need to bring in Andrew Anderson. And Kevin Sullivan has as my manager. We do it together. We're a team, Papa. Don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing, Coach? All over, all over Texas, all over Florida, and uh, all over the East Coast. Um, me and Kevin been uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, the Midwest. We've been tearing it up pretty hard, right, Kev? Yeah. So how are you doing, Coach? I'm doing good, and yeah, I'd, I'd like to remind people too that when uh, we had uh, Andrew over here at uh, Bremerton at that La Pabla Nita with Ron, Ron Von Hess's organization, my God, Ron used to have that place standing room only, 
and I think the most heat ever generated in that place was when Andrew Anderson showed up. That place went off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So, so how is Von doing? What, what is Von Hess doing? Is he wrestling still or no? Um, yeah, he just went down to uh, Mexico and wrestled, and uh, wrestling in Arizona, and I guess he's going back to Japan. Really? Good. Really? Hey, Ke- hey, Kevin, you want to yeah. tell us about your wife's book? Yeah, it's called Old School by L.A. Taylor. You can get it on Amazon.com. It's The Sopranos Meets Wrestling. I think it will end up being a screenplay, uh, and it's it's doing very well. So if people want to learn the history of wrestling, they need to get it. Old School by L.A. Taylor, Amazon.com. And remember, the names names have been changed to protect the reputations of those involved. (laughs) (laughs) But if you really read the book, you'll be able to to identify the different promoters and the different colorful colorful characters that um, were actual, actual, you know, people in in the wrestling business, everyone from Paul Bosch to to uh, Paul Bowser to Sam Munchnik to Vince McMahon Sr. It's just an amazing, amazing story. How the modern yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thank you, Coach. And uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you guys soon. Yeah, definitely. We miss you, man. Miss you, guys. Well, let, us, let us know, Coach, when you when you got a date coming up because we'd love to work with you. Yeah, and then uh, I remember we, we were all going to go to Cuba. What's up with that? Oh, well, they're still in the lockdown from the virus. Yeah, they're still kind of locked down. We're not doing any, any, anything anytime soon. I mean, we're working on it. I mean, the, the deal's and still you open. Can't, you, you can't get into Cuba now because of the virus. So when that's lifted, and who knows when we'll be going. You'll be going too, Coach. Okay? Nice. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank okay. you. Okay, guys, I got to go back on the podcast and close out. Yeah, my daughter right, just Kevin, came home. Love you, brother. My daughter just came home. My brother, school, so I'll have later. the bell out. Guys. That's right. Thank you, baby. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, Andrew, how do people get a hold of you? Then go to look me up on um, on on Twitter as uh, Andrew uh, Andrew the Reinforcer uh, on uh, on Instagram, Drew the Wrestler on Twitter. Um, Andrew Anderson, Facebook.com, Andrew the Reinforcer Anderson on Facebook.com. And, uh, you know, I got multiple fan pages out there, so they can look at me up on any of those. And uh, just basically look for the guy with the big biceps flexing in it, doing something crazy, or the picture of me and Ace Pirelli, that, that'll tell you where we're at. So. so oh, hey, one one last question. I, I'm sure Sign Guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee. My favorite coffee? It's going to be reinforcer yeah. coffee. It's going to be re- reinforcer coffee uh, coming out very, very, very soon. I'll tell you. Um, I'll tell you where it is. Hold on a second. How to find it. Um, let me see if I can pull it up over here. Hold on. Uh, uh, Shad Bates is making a awesome coffee for me called the reinforcer. So, and we will be ha- uh, pulling that out very, t- very soon. Um, and uh, hopefully that'll that'll be uh, that'll be coming out really soon. So, 
All right, sweet. Thanks for coming on. It's been an honor. I don't like Starbucks. Pleasure. I know it's going to offend you guys up on the West Coast over there, but I'm not a Starbucks fan. I like. I'd rather drink Dunkin' than Starbucks. Yeah, I don't like paying five, six dollars for a cup of coffee. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Three dollars, maybe. That's about it. That's as far as I'll go. Definitely. But that's not being cheap. I just don't think their coffee is that good. Sorry, Starbucks. Well, hey, I do like your cake. I quick. do like their cake pops, though. Their cake. All right, their nice. Their cake pops are really good. So. Hey, sign. Did you have anything else? Up. Uh, I think I'm good. Uh, hopefully, Andrew Anderson and I will cross paths again sometime soon, either out here or on the road somewhere, and I will look forward to that coffee. You have me sold on it. I will make sure you guys get a, a, a container. All right? I would appreciate you. it. You might have to grind it yourself because it comes up as it's beans, freshly roasted beans. So. We're in Seattle. We got sources to grind. Love it, buddy. Well, Coach, good talking to you. Sign guy, good talking to you. All right, brother. Always a pleasure. Be safe out there. All right, guys. Have a good time. Thank you, bro. You too. Hey, Sign, uh, let's make sure we give our plugs out. Let's make sure we give our plugs out since we're on the live show still. Absolutely. What have you got going, Coach? Um, you can reach me at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Coach Mike Jones. Also, don't forget to check out NGW Green Room with our own media and interview segments. And, of course, the Real School Army. And I want to let people know, too, that you got your own uh, little segment called The Sign of the Times that it's really good also. And how do they get a hold of you? Well... A lot of people try arm bars, but that doesn't always work. But they can find me over on the Twitters, at SignGuyHPW, over on the YouTubes where you can find the Sign of the Times, the SignGuy77. Stomp and Steve would appreciate if you subscribe because it keeps them up at night that people aren't subscribing on a more wide level. So hit subscribe when you go there. The Book of Faces, you can look me up, SignGuy. Also, uh, you can find Turnbuckle Turmoil. There are two Facebook pages. Dimitri runs the primary one, so you can contact us through Dimitri. The other fan page one is out there on the Twitters, at Turnbuckle underscore T. Chicken Bob also has his social medias. He's got the Book of Faces. He's got the Twitter. He's got the Gram. He loves his Gram. It's one of his most passionate things he has in his whole life coach yeah and uh, chicken bob is man he's a trooper man of course he's just like me he's been from coast to coast but but he flew and that guy's been battered and torn and he's still out there kicking ass he really is yeah yeah veteran of many different promotions all over the country all right and then uh what's your next sign of the times coming up well, episode 517 just came out a couple of days ago, so hopefully people found that. Uh, Coach, did you check episode 517 out? I did. It was good. And it did look a little blurry on my end. I'm not sure if it was the Internet connection or what. So when you said it wasn't, it must have been the inter- Internet connection. It Very possible it was, but, um, of course, 
in episode 517, I had to put my botany expert to work. Beast Barnett going to be telling us what exact plant that was that was undisclosed. Definitely. And then I uh, want to let people know, too, I'm working on a comedy tour, and it's looking pretty good. Uh, we're getting a lot of feelers out there and a lot of interest. I'm also working on some big festival stuff for rock and wrestling with midget shows, also with comedy and seminars. I'm excited about that, and hopefully I can announce something here shortly. But other than that, I would like to mention our, our guest coming up. we got Eric Smalls on Friday. And then on the 13th, we got Military Day. And then uh, can you remind us who's going to be on Military Day? Yes. Basically, we have someone in wrestling representing each branch. Representing the Army is Chris Marks. Representing the Navy, Joe Vernola out of Colorado. Representing the United States Marine Corps, Scott Diamond. And representing the Air Force, Seymour Snot. Sweet. And then on the 18th, we have Oliver Sawyer. The 20th, we got Short Sleeve Sampson. The 25th, Sweet Daddy Jones. 27th, Real School Army member Moondog Ace makes his debut. On the 4th, we have J.D. Burns and his wife, Skylar Burns, that are getting ready for their bare-knuckle fights in Tampa, Florida. And J.D. will be going for the 165-pound championship. Last two times he fight, fought there, he was the fight of the night, and he even impressed Mike Goldberg. This guy's on his way to the top, along with their school, the Battleground MMA in Lakewood, Washington, Belt USA, where they have a great, amazing fight team over there. Uh, their last fighter, Ralston Thomas, just won the title in the cage matches uh, about a week or two ago. Then on the sixth, we got Shorty P., March 11th, we got returning uh, Stephen New. March 13th, Caden Cassidy. The 18th, Buck Sexton. The 20th, the King of Connecticut, Matt Granahan. The 25th, Richard Sincere. And his group, the some people from the 4 Minute of Heat are going to be on that day. Nope, nope. And also cool on the 20th. Hills, coach. The Cool Hills. Oh, the, the Cool Hills, yes. Darn it. <laughs> Now you got the heat with Richard Sincere. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I I seem to make at least a mistake in a show. So, of course, nobody's perfect, right? Kurt Hennig. <laughs> Definitely. And then on the 27th, to end out the month we got of March, we got Nikki Six from the Suicide Kings coming up. Currently working on our bookings for April. Indeed so. So, everybody, remember to stay safe out there. Join us tomorrow, regular day and time. We'll have Eric Smalls with us. And then we're gearing up for Military Day on Sunday. Lots of military veterans that have entered into professional wrestling, so that should be a time for sure. We're looking forward to that. And... Coach, anything else before we jump out of here? Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to QT. We hope that he call. We're always hoping he can continue to call in and join the show again. Absolutely. Hopefully everything is well with him. He had an incident with a pole in a car, but hopefully 
things will be all right for him pretty soon. And uh, we also, real quick, want to send our best wishes to multiple-time guest of this show, Jason Chaos. He had some health issues this week. He had a stroke. He had to have uh, surgery on his brain. Uh, he, I believe, is in recovery right now, but he is not doing all that well, so hopefully things will turn around for him. We send him our best. Yeah, and then we want to also give a shout-out to Chris Brady, who got injured and has a GoFundMe out there right now. I saw that. Uh, he broke his foot in, I believe, three places right in front of me, Coach. Right in front of me. Well, not Damn. directly in front of me. I was like 30, 40 feet away, but I saw it clear as a bell. And hopefully he wasn't a trooper and finished the match or nothing crazy like that. He finished the match. He went like another 10 minutes oh, continuing to break his foot. My goodness. I've seen so many times when people get injured and they, can, they think they have to finish the match. Dude, the match is over. Just get counted out and let's move on, man. You don't need, you're risking more injury by continuing the match. You do not have to do that. Remember that, everybody. I may have pleaded with Cousin Cooter to drive me back to the HPW Arena from intensive care so I could do the main event as planned. Well, I'm sure you he would not. He would not. Oh, of course not. Yes. And that was when you dented the concrete. Yeah, I did a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Sign. Thanks so much for um, having this special show, so we can get Andrew Anderson on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Hopefully, our paths will cross again at some point soon. And we will talk to you tomorrow, everyone.